Cable Access Channel 96 presents Men on Cooking. Hello, I'm Blaine Edwards. And I'm Antoine Merriweather. And welcome to Men's on Cooking. This is the show that look at cooking from a male point of view. Mm-hmm. Today's show is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Dairy Queen. I scream, you scream, we all scream down at the Dairy Queen. Now today, today we're going to make a very special dinner, only for the men. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with special cocktail weenies for hors d'oeuvres. Well, why do you call them hors d'oeuvres anyway? Because the hoe got to eat too. Ooh. <laughs> well, I just love these scrumptious little piggies in a blanket, mm. all hot and steamy, nestled up in between two soft buns. <laughs> Just swamp it when you cook them. And they're bite-sized, too. We're recording to you currently from Studio 212, the city of Seattle, neighborhood South Lake Union. Uh, this is episode 105 of Grow. How long on that steak, mister? About four and a half minutes out. Thank you. I thought you were going to say 105 minutes. No, I'm not going to do that to you anymore. Well, thank you. Why are you opening up the, the window? We need some light in here. It's hot up in this piece. I know, but let's 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 be like, you know, it's the daytime, y'all. Ooh. We on the water. Yeah, I can see, uh, you know. Damn, that sounds right. It's what not. is that glowing orb up in the sky? <laughs> It burns. It burns. No, it's nice. You know, we have some light in here now. Yeah, we turn off the AC though when we're recording because it'd be in the background. Oh, that makes sense. You know what would be the most smart thing to do is turn off the actual lights and open the shades and have natural light because that's a waste of electricity. Speaking of, we have uh, producer uh, Keith Boogie in the house, a.k.a. the Risotto Kid. A.k.a. electricity user. <laughs> the Prince of Parmesan. Uh, the producer that's what? Dropping deucers. Ooh. Ooh. Splash. We'll say what's up, Keith. You ain't got no mic today. <laughs> no mic. No mic. He's got the Lacroix popping off. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Lacroix. Is that how you pronounce it? Lacroix. Lacroix. <laughs> they think it sounds all fancy for you, you of there out there who don't uh, drink that fancy shit. Uh, it comes to you all the way from Wisconsin. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you the know the French part of Wisconsin. Right. Uh, I am the host of this podcast. One of the hosts. Uh, my name is Bobby Stills. Woo woo. Uh, next to me, co-host slash other host slash. Uh, Getting his ass kicked at work, bro. Winning them awards, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. All right, we uh, yeah. As you, guys, as you guys have noticed, we have not really been putting out too much product. It's been a little off. Uh, I've been getting a little bit busy at work. I'm you know working my 50, 60 hours uh, per use. Yeah, yeah. uh, Johnny has been uh, holding down the fort while his chef. Happy birthday to your chef. I know it's his birthday. How old is he? He is of an age. <laughs> of age. Yeah. A certain age. A certain age. He ain't got no gray coming out. No, 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 no. I would say like he's in his mid-20s. All right. How is work going, Johnny? 
<laughs> Work, work's going good. Work's going great. Um, we're getting super, super, super busy and starting to get like lines around the block and we're trying to figure out like how to. I saw that motherfucker brought a fucking chair to brunch. Yeah, I brought a chair and, and a book. Camped outside. Sat outside at nine o'clock. But my thing is, is like. Like that new Hydro Flask? I know. I was just about to comment Ooh. about it. But what I was saying is it's crazy because we have to find out a new way of seating the restaurant. Otherwise, we're seating 70 plus people at one time and they're all ordering at the same time and the kitchen can't keep up. How many do you normally seat? I mean, it when the place is sat entire. I mean, I, th I, th I think when the place is entirely sat, it's in the upper 80s. Okay, and you guys are starting uh, work on your patio too, right? Yeah, it should be done by the end of the month. We are currently working on our patio too. I think we get our patio in next week. Oh, nice! It's fresh. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. But it, the issue is, it's like when you seat all those people, they all order at the same time, and you get fucked. So we decided to start only letting twenty people in at a time for lunch. This is how we started with lunch. I don't know if they're doing this at dinner, but for lunch we do twenty people in at a time because there's a line. And then those guys get drinks and an order in, and then we let twenty more people in, and then we kind of do it like. Whose that. idea was that? Um, I can't remember who. Look I, at somebody using their brain. It was either the general manager or chef's idea, but I mean, I remember chef worked a, chef worked lunch, and chef usually doesn't work on the line on lunch. He usually works on. The this is right when he got back and yeah, the award and stuff. Yeah, so. And so he worked a pass at lunch, and he was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I'm like, "Bro." <laughs> It's every day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so, and then like, and that's the thing that happens with Chef is like, he's not necessarily there all the time to see all the the things that happen that fall through the cracks, you know? You know, it's funny when shit like that happens though, because they don't, they don't want to hear your excuses. No, exactly. They're just like, get it done. And I you don't do it until care. they get until they it. Until they're there to witness it, it themselves. Yeah. And then they're like, this can never happen again. And, 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 I th and it sucks. And at the same time, it kind of builds you up. And I, you know, I'm... I'm very happy to be able to do almost 200 covers with just me and another guy on lunch. Ooh. You know, it's just like it's and maybe just somebody running the wheel for like a half an hour. But generally, that's, it's me and another guy. A lot guy. of times that's all you need is somebody to call out. Orders yeah, exactly. Just so focus the order so I can push the food out um, and talk to the yeah, service. Get this shit out of my window. Because they keep on asking me for butter one time. And if someone asked me for fucking butter one more time. I'd be like, bitch, you know where the butter's at, don't you? <laughs> it's just this one guy who pops up and has really bad breath. He's like, butter one time, Johnny? Butter one time? <laughs> like, Get Man, I'm going to get you fucking smacks two times. So <laughs> fuck out of my past, <laughs> fool. A uh, couple quick stories we got today. Uh, I want to go over a couple uh, guests that we're trying to have in the studio. Uh, so I want you guys to email us with any questions or subjects you might want us to talk about with some of these people. I'm working on trying to get uh, Joshua Henderson, uh, he is one of the curating chefs. Joshua? Joshua. He is at Westward, Quality Athletics, Great State Burger, St. Helens. Um, he's also curating a uh, the Sound Bites at Seattle's Upstream Music Festival, which is going on. What's his company's name? Oh, shit. You caught me off guard there, Johnny. It is... Oh, Huxley Wallace. Huxley Wallace Collective. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so uh, we're trying, we tried out this new thing here in Seattle. It's kind of cool to visit. It's called Upstream Music Festival. It's supposed to be uh, the South by Southwest of the Northwest. It's kind of helping independent music artists uh, learn how to uh work independently without a contract. So they do a bunch of summits and Q&As, uh, but he's curating a uh, thing called Sound Bites, and it's in the sound lot, uh, and he's got him uh, doing a pop-up, Brendan McGill from Hitchcock's coming over from Bainbridge, uh, Jay Blackington from Hogstone Wood Oven, which uh, I think... 
they're on Orcus, I think. Uh, Jeff Vance, good homie uh, from No Anchor. Uh, Melissa Miranda from Mustang Pop Up. Oh wow. Abril Dania from La High. Uh, the Placid Brothers. Uh, Cam Ham from Maono. Your boy Matt Lewis, uh, and then Mitch Mayers from Sawyer. Where you at, Matt? Yep. Oh, interesting. Man, it's gonna. They're all gonna be there. So if you guys are, I, I don't know if I was talking to Keith about the stay. I'm not sure. I think you have to pay to get in there, right? As far as getting in the venue, yeah, probably, yeah. So hopefully you got money for a ticket. But it's something you should check out. I'm gonna try to get him in here. We're also trying to have uh, Chef Eric Riviere from the Dough Pop Up come through. Uh, we're gonna have him scheduled for next week, but it's Memorial Day, so I'll be barbecuing for about 150 to 200 people. Send me the address. Maybe I'll make it. Golden Gardens. Oh, okay. We rented those Zoom balls, those plastic oh, the balls. Yeah. <laughs> they come out there, and uh, they're going to set up, and we get to play for like an hour. We got kickball, volleyball. Yeah, if you guys listen to the show and you want to come hang out with me, it's pretty open to the public. Uh, we've been on the news a couple times. This is our 11th year doing it. Uh, bring a dish, but I'll be manning like three grills. Uh, relay races are at 1. Kickball is at 2.30. Uh, volleyball is at Four, and then we got water balloon fights and stuff like that. But nice. that like I'll be out time. there smoking some meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we also are trying to schedule uh, Chef Ethan Stoll on here. Uh, a lot of people have asked us about talking to this guy. I'm super interested in talking to this guy. We're going to get Amy to come here and help us uh, maybe host that show. Amy son. But uh, yeah, so email us. Uh, Mister at gmail.com with any questions or topics you'd like to bring up with any of those guys, any questions you have for them. I know a lot of you are interested in, in those guys. So, uh, yeah, hit us up, and uh, I will relay uh, those questions. Yeah, and you know about that Upstream Music Festival stuff? All the food that's there it seems like it's very, very Seattle. It's um, all venues. Yeah, it's all venues, and it's like all Seattle people who are doing things currently in Seattle, which is cool. The um, movers and the shakers. Yeah, the movers and the shakers. So, yeah, but definitely, I mean, if anything, it's worth spending money to go. Yeah, well, I'm going to try to get down there and interview all those guys while they're cooking. So oh, I sure. think I'm going to take a mobile microphone or whatever, and I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to ask them, you know, what they did to prep for service, how many people they hired, um, how they were contacted, and uh, see what they're serving, maybe get some free food, you know what I'm saying? Probably's always looking for the free gub. Okay, so... <laughs> So uh, Keith wanted to leave all, lead off with this story. Uh, I didn't want to. I wanted to end the show on it. But he is the producer, uh, the great man of the Soundcasting Network. So we're going to be leading off with a story today about the Red Menace, a.k.a. Uh, the chef and killer Crocs. This is the last time we'll be speaking about him on the podcast. I think he's pretty much dead to me. Uh, would you know his business partner's name, Johnny? Bastianich. Uh, what? Bastianich. Mike Bastianich? Joe. Joe. Joe Bastiano. Something, something Italian. So, Mario Batali is under investigation by um, the New York City Police Department. <laughs> yeah, and for it's heavy. Sexually assaulting multiple women, which we knew. I mean, we talked about this. Uh, yeah, but they're coming out now and they're telling stories and they're being graphic and it's painting pictures. This is our industry, though. Yeah. It's a sad, sad situation. What was the statement that they said, uh, Keith? Like, this is a standard in the cooking industry, and it was a sad thing. Like, this is, it's not surprising to anybody in the industry. Yeah, and the thing, the issue is, though, it's like when you watch this interview and you see this stuff, you... They're, they're talking about this room where anything goes. The rape and, room. Yeah, and all this stuff. So basically the story is is that uh, the Spotted Pig uh, was owned by uh, Mario Batali and his business partner, 
Joe was his name? No, Spotted Pig was uh, Ken Freeman. Ken, Ken Freeman. Freeman, yeah. It was the homie. So then who's Joe Sassionich? He's a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Bastianich is uh, Batali's business partner in like B&B Hospitality or whatever the fuck it's called. Okay. He's the one that had like, uh, you know, they got all Italy and all that other stuff. Oh. Yeah, but he's not the one that's being charged with anything. No, Bastianich isn't. He's been like, fuck that. We're cutting ties with this yeah, fucking red yeah, and we ginger motherfucker. And we covered that like a month ago. But I was talking about uh, his business partners also being charged. No, no, it's just his homie. From Spotted Pig. Yeah, it's just his homie. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's his business partner. No, it is. He bought the restaurant. That His friend is the one that runs the restaurant. He is co-owner of the Spotted Pig. Okay. Yeah. So he's the one that ran the day-to-day operations while Batali was gone. And that was the complaint was that they could not go to him because he was one of the owners and speak about Mario Batali's actions because they knew that they were friends. There was no HR department at the restaurant. It wasn't part of the restaurant group, I believe. I don't think it belonged to the restaurant group. Um, And so... There were years and years of of complaints. People would try to leave the restaurant, and this business partner would call and make sure that the person who left there would not get the job because he knew that they had evidence against him, such as text messages, sexually explicit emails. And Mario Batali would come to town and throw these parties for celebrities and stuff and would throw these parties upstairs on the third floor. And uh, anything goes up there, you know. Uh, uh, they caught Mario Batali on videotape, sticking his hand up a woman's dress while she was passed out. Uh, one other woman claims that she was drugged, woke up in the morning uh, covered in throw up, uh, had a... <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. The, yeah, the, you really should The fat Italian man's DNA all over her dress. So yeah, I was, that, that part got me. I was like, man, that's a pretty interesting verbiage for that because it's like it's well Anderson Cooper was like you mean his semen right well yeah because I'm like did you find blood yeah <laughs> that's what the first thing I thought well no she was I like, think she, she was, was trying to find a polite way to say you know no, this dude's I, cum was all over me I know and I totally understand that this dude it. busted out busted on me <laughs> after I was don't, passed don't up. guys too far too no I'm not making a joke out of it I'm just saying this is the type of shit that happens and because you put somebody on camera they're gonna act a certain way right they're gonna portray themselves in a certain manner I don't would never excuse uh, a restaurant, a chef, or a chef owner, or anybody, for, anybody. for drugging somebody and then jerking off on them. But it's just like the one part about the, the there's one girl in there that said she went out to dinner. You know, she was out to dinner with Mario with Mario Batali, and she was sitting on his lap. She had what two glasses of wine. She was making out with them, and then all of a sudden she doesn't remember anything. She wakes up in this room on the third floor, and she went to dinner somewhere else too. And they ended up back there, but she woke up and she asked him like, "What happened last night?" And he goes, "Nothing. You, you know, got drunk and passed out, and uh, just not try to avoid this." Thing. It's bechamel, I swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's bechamel. It's like. By Alfredo, my human Alfredo. This is not funny, guys. We should not be laughing. I'm not that. laughing. Johnny. This is not funny. This is a very serious situation. I'm like shaking my head in shame right now. But the problem is he's been getting away with it for so long. Like what, 20 years? Yeah, but here's the thing. And this is the, the, the thing that kind of irritates me about the industry right now is that we know 
that those two aren't the only two. No, yeah, there's more. Like, there's way. This more. is like industry standard behavior. We all know fucking owners, chefs, and other guys who have just kind of scumbagged their way through the industry. And and then that, and that's the thing is like w- these allegations are what 2005, 2004, I think is the the oldest one. It's the oldest one that the person that came out. But there are people that said he's been doing it for much longer. Yeah, uh, these and are, so this there's is only he, people that they can find to come forward. Yeah, so this is when he's just like young and reckless and just like he's I'm, been married this entire time too. I know, and that, I mean, and that's the thing too is that he knows that he can get away with it. And I feel like I, when you watch the sixty Minutes Expo and they're like, oh, you got to say watch for the Red Menace and put your bits in because he's coming. And everyone's saying, everyone's saying that they loved their job and that's why they didn't. Because they made anything. that money. Yeah, but I'm like, if you loved your job, then you didn't love your job. If you were scared of your owner coming into your rest of the restaurant. Okay, you don't Johnny, love your job. That's not true. That is not fucking true because we've all worked at restaurants, right? Where when you're sh- when the fucking the general is away and everything's going smooth, you're getting along with your crew. It's it's amazing, right? But mm-hmm. you know that your chef's going to be there that night working online. Sometimes it terrifies you. You know, so it's not that you don't hate your yeah, job; you does, hate your chef. No, but that, it doesn't terrify me because you're afraid for your safety. It terrifies you because you know they're an asshole. But if you're afraid for your safety because somebody is physically assaulting you, or you know, being aggressive sexually towards you, then I mean, I understand that you're making money, but there's plenty of other places. Some people don't see it that way. I mean, and of course, why, some people. And that's other why people it's so. That's it why that it's so fucked up. I mean, the and situation where the woman said that she was, which I don't know why she would do this, but the manager, uh, the owner, what is his name? Which one? The the guy spotted who pig? yeah the spotted pig guy Ken Friedman that's yeah Ken Friedman that's who we're not talking about the other guy uh, Ken Friedman had s- multiple times sent somebody about sending, sending nude pictures nude pictures and the person obliged and sent because she didn't want to lose her job so she did it and just thought it wasn't a big deal like it, you know I appeased him and we're gonna move on with the situation but he kept doing it and finally she had had enough and tried to leave and go get another job and he they got a job offer somewhere else and he made sure to call to make sure she did not get that job anywhere else so it really that's why people stayed they were afraid they couldn't get a job anywhere else and they were also yeah I mean it it is what it is I can't say anything about it because you know I'm not in that position so well yeah so the cops are finally you know they're investigating it right now um and He's yeah. They're gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna roast this dude. I, I, hope think, he I think he should go. Him. I think he should go to fucking jail. Oh, he's going. I don't think he's going. You don't think he's I, going? I think the the allegations happened so long ago, and he's gonna be doing all this fucking preventative shit in the meantime leading up to it. I'd be surprised if he does more than any time in county jail. Bill Cosby though. Bill Cosby got like women coming forward one after the other saying. <laughs> I slipped something in my Jello pudding pop. Well, I mean, so Mario Vitale uh, issued a statement. He said, I, so said, I apologize to the people I've mistreated and hurt. Although the identities of most of the individuals mentioned in this story have not been revealed to me, much of the behavior in this article does describe me. In fact, it matches up with the ways that I've acted in the past. That behavior was wrong and there are no excuses. And that was his first statement. He released another one after this. After the story, after the I was story. like, uh, those stories are pretty gruesome. So you're saying that you definitely you are, are touching a unconscious women. Predator. Yeah. It's like okay, that's what, if you're 
in the past you were. It's like, okay, that's a forever thing, buddy. Yeah, and then the, the owners of the restaurant group, uh, Bastianich uh, family, I think it's the whole yeah, family. Well, it was Lydia it. and their kid Joe. And yeah, there's they, a bunch of them. They said, fuck them. Um, well, when they we're found out. out, when I think Eater came out with the story in December, yeah. right? That's when we maybe covered it. And then it. they were saying, like, you want to step back, he's going to, you know, look at this shit. And then they heard, like, the, the real hardcore, yes, he, you know, fucking pretty much raped a chick up on the third floor. And, uh, you know, they got him on camera feeling some passed out girl up. They're like, uh, pfft. We're out. Uh, yo, the thing about it is, though, for real, and I, like, even today I'm kind of, I'm a little, a lot more chilled out than I used to be. I used to be a lot more aggressive on a lot of other chemicals, and I was a lot more quick to make brash decisions. But if, even to this day, if I was ever to see one of my chef owners, my friend who owns my business is my homie, like a brother to me, and... If I saw somebody doing that to a passed out girl on camera while I'm in the next room, oh, he over, that door is getting kicked in and you're getting fucking beat the fuck down. I mean, on site. I mean, there's no, we can talk about it later. Uh, and maybe it was a misunderstanding. But from what I see, you know, that's going to throw me into a blind rage. You know, well, but the, the other part of it was, it was it was women who caught him doing it, so it's not like they're gonna run in there and start beating his ass. I don't know that one girl kind of was built like a dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, Johnny? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. All right. Uh, so this is the last time that maybe the later time we'll talk about Mario Batali is when they do sentence him to something. And I mean, this guy's been taking L for years. All fucking over a year ago, we talked about how he was stealing fucking money from his employees mm -hmm. and they want a suit against him. He had to pay them out. What a fucking piece of shit. And that's what's so fucked oh, up. He's so hell of that's what's so fucked up about it is you see this guy on TV. I used to think he's a jolly fucking fat. Yo, he uh, was, was the fucking happy Italian yeah, chef. Exactly. You know, he seemed fun and he liked to cook and He's eat and cooking drink. pasta in a parm wheel and serving it and it was delicious and now we find out that you just can't trust a man in Crocs. All my heroes are dead man. So you know what I'm saying? All my heroes, Dan. Have you heard the 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 YFN or Y? What's his name? Oh, uh, YBN Corday. Corday yeah. on his 1985 old, comeback. Old N words. Yeah, dude, hard, hard. <laughs> Super hard. Yo, his old stuff. He throws bars at it too. You listen to his other stuff. Uh, uh. This is only like his third track. Uh, I was gonna let Keith hear about it, but uh, uh, I rep YBN uh, Namir. Uh, yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him too. He he's says like, the, he, he says the N word a little too much for me. Yeah, but, but he's kind of like that, like that street, that rubbing off the yeah, paint. Yeah, yeah. You know I what I'm saying? Come on, I man. like that stuff. I've been getting kind of into that sort of like it's, it's good old, to cook it's too. Old school, it's yeah. Good, it's good to whip whip uh, whip sauce up too. But don't get me wrong, Keith. That Saba, don't worry. <laughs> I still got the good music rolling. <laughs> Okay, uh, so yeah, R.I.P. Mario Batali. Fuck you, fat R.I.P. No, rest in piss. <laughs> Face down. Face down. <laughs> Ass up. Mario Batali, uh, you're a piece of shit, and we will no longer be talking about you. Not like we talked about him very much anyway. I never thought he was that great of a chef. No, I didn't. Uh, I, Keith, are we getting are we getting word from you now? You are going to burn your uh, Mario Batali cookbooks. No, nah, I'm not going to fuck up the environment with the fumes, but I will be retiring that cookbook to a garbage can somewhere. It's going to get sent to China. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Or the hobo's going to be out there whipping up some uh, red sauce. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about real quick. I know that some people out there listen to the show uh, who do not live in the States, let alone Seattle, Washington. But I mentioned this because I'm going to go into something else. Um, Amazon, who we talk shit about all the time, which I'm super happy to get Ethan Stolen here to talk about this because he is a huge supporter of Amazon. I like that Amazon's here and they're bringing people here um, to create more jobs in the industry. But with creating those jobs in the industry, we're at a shortage of cooks. So there's an influx in restaurants, but a shortage of cooks. So we're having an issue here. Seattle has proposed a new head tax for um, companies that make over $20 million annually in Seattle. So the head tax would be $275 per full-time employee. But it was $500. It was $500. Yeah, that's right. They're, they took it down. Um, and now some of these other companies that are here in Seattle are, are trying to propose a referendum um, to go against the head tax. Uh, Dick's Burgers being one of those companies. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of other large-scale uh, companies. And so it's going to be Microsoft and Google and like and I think they're pretty much happy to pay that stuff. But if those companies leave here, it's drastically going to change the restaurant industry. I don't know whether for the good or the bad of the restaurant industry. I think that we'll have a lot of people that um, need jobs and they're not going to have restaurants to work. I at. don't necessarily think that Amazon is going to be the maker or the breaker of the restaurant industry. I currently feel like all this. I, I, I totally, I totally blame them for the influx in new restaurants here. No. Yeah. But I feel like they're the, they're the reason for the, the influx of mediocre restaurants coming up in the city. <laughs> you know, shots fired. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's true. It's just like, we know those motherfuckers at Amazon don't know good food. They don't know. They good don't food. care. They don't care. They and want that fast cash. It's, I mean, it is what it is, and it's, we're getting into the casual dining era of food right now, which is fine, but I, I don't feel like they're going to make or break the industry. I really don't feel like they're doing that much to anything other than the housing market, and that's what I think is the big issue. Um, but not trying to get in, into any politics, I think the head tax, you know, um, is ill-informed and should be brought about differently. You know, it passed. And so until we figure out whether or not it's going to be repealed. Yeah. I say that to say this. There's a Boston restaurant. The reason why I brought that up was because Amazon are the direct people. And we at the Soundcasting Network, we, we contribute to artificial intelligence and technology. We have a podcast there. But there these all these companies are here that are here in Seattle. They are pushing towards robotics. They're pushing towards automation in the workplace. So they're looking to replace people on the lower end of the spectrum of jobs. And it's McDonald's and shit. That's not true because uh, this restaurant in Boston has totally replaced all their line cooks with robotic chefs. It's a place uh, by the name of Spice, S-P-Y-C-E. It's an experiment in automation. These kids from the from MIT, they, and there's a Michelin star chef, uh, Daniel Baloud. Uh, he opened up a new restaurant, these nerds from MIT, and he has replaced all of the line cooks with um, robots. So once you place your order, uh, they have like a delivery system that collects all the items from the fridge and they drop all the correct sizes and portions into a wok uh, and they fire it up and they pour it into a bowl and then they have a couple Grand Margets there just to top it off with some goat cheese or some, you know, cilantro or some shit like that. But, um, and then 
they've totally taken out all the all the front of the house staff with touchscreens. So, what's your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, not gonna last. No, I think it will last. I think that what it's gonna do is it's gonna create a bigger divide between people who like go out and eat food for the experience and people that just go out and eat because it's gonna be cheap as fuck. If you don't have to pay all those people to do that shit. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go get like shitty Chinese food, yeah, you can go to get a robotic thing like that. But I'm gonna assure you that people will not eat at a robotic restaurant just because you know. Yo, but look at how many people eat fast food. That's pretty much no, no. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna get fast food, then the robotic industry is definitely gonna work. But people aren't gonna go spend hundreds of dollars to go have robots cook food for them. It. I think it depends on how good it gets. Like if they get good enough, I guarantee you, people. But yo, I'll drop a few hundred bucks on this shit. Maybe, yeah. Maybe for like, I think that human element's always gonna be there. Yeah, in the kitchen, a robot can't go and look and look at beef and tell which and pick out which cuts they want. Robot Uh, can't taste. Shit. Well, they can't exactly. taste. And then what happens when somebody gets sick? Like, how do you, how are they making sure that this food is sanitary? Oh, they the, they they cover. It's easier with robots than it is with people. Yeah, I There's mean, yeah, less human error in there. So according well, to my robot ain't gonna go take a piss and then not wash his hands. No, but like a robot <laughs> could definitely like sell wash those hands food. twice. <laughs> well, they're supposed to have, but they're supposed to have people there to look over that. Okay. You know, so they, um, the analyst from MIT said that 73% of the activities workers perform in the food service industry have a potential for automation. They said that they, they want to replace uh, human labor. Uh, they want to replace the human labor. Uh, the re- only reason they haven't looked towards that or looked at that is because we're still it's such a low paid, uh, the labor tends to be lower paid. Mm. So they haven't really thought about it. It's to upgrade all your systems to robotic, it's not worth it to trade out for paying us penny, you know, paying us such city wages. Yeah, but the thing is, like, more places start from scratch, will just make that investment up front. You know? True. Um, they said it should be adding efficiency and it's going to lower the operating cost because you don't have human errors. One person's going to add. And the and long end of the thing is that it, Everything's going to be done the same, which never really happens in a kitchen. If I was to make one dish and Johnny was to make one dish, if we follow the same recipe, uses the same technique, it's not going to turn out the same. Okay? So if it's automated, it's going to be done a hundred times out of a hundred times, it's going to be done the exact same thing. So I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad thing. It just depends in what scenario. And my question is, is like, how are they going to do technical stuff? You know, if they're just dropping ingredients into a wok and having it sauteed and poured into a bowl, like that's something a robot can do. But what is what is the difference between like the robot getting the the pro the product in and like cooking it, blending it, passing it, and then reseasoning it? You know what I'm saying? Like that whole process is human. Like a robot can't do that. I don't feel like a robot's gonna be able to do Motherfucker, that. Motherfucker, have you seen Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure? I don't care about Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. You seen that that robot that he made out of the uh erector set, cooked him an entire breakfast. Yo, why are you bringing up more sex offenders, yo? <laughs> He's not a sex offender. He's not a he sex just offender. masturbated in a fucking adult. Yeah, theater. that makes you a sex offender. No, it doesn't. It makes Dog, you normal. <laughs> if you're not masturbating in a fucking adult movie theater, yeah. like something's What's the point wrong. of going you're there? Like, oh, I just want to get hard around a bunch of other people. <laughs> uh, well, also, robot. One good thing about robots, they're not going to sexually assault anybody. Yeah, either. no robots going to show you its dick. I feel. Um, yeah, put it in my oil receptor. Uh, I feel like sometimes I'd probably... It looks like 48. <laughs> oh, blast your fluid all over me. Stop. 
I feel like sometimes I'd prefer to work with a robot over some people that I work with. Uh, I mean, generally, but <laughs> at the same time, I'd rather just not work at all. So <laughs> that's true. Well, we've talked about robots taking over and artificial intelligence takeover. So we'll keep you guys updated on this. Oh, and uh, on that note, fucking they, Alexa houses. As well, Amazon's okay. working on that. Well, yeah, I mean, Amazon, you know, we're killing the game. Uh, down you here see too. the little Alexa right there in the corner? <laughs> oh, fuck that shit. Get that out of here. <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> so they fired the, we covered the burger flipping robot down in Southern California so last cool. year. They fired it due to its low, It's it, it can't make food as fast as a regular employee. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but all that shit's just, that. that's a technical issue that they're going to overcome. The real question is, can they get robots to make food that tastes like it has the soul that humans do? Yes, I believe they can. I don't think so, but I, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's the, at the end of the day, food's just going to become vaguely bland if it's cooked by robots because people are afraid of salt nowadays and you're just going to have salt and pepper at the tables you're going to season the shit up yourself be like it's going to be like uh, Psalm style it's like here's all your fucking accoutrements here's some plain ass shit and that sucks man if you don't add salt early it's just <laughs> no exactly you got to build those flavors yeah um, but most recipes today call for salt to taste yeah, so I mean that's that I I salt to taste everything. Yeah, S and P to taste. everything. But you can't be like you know like what if you're like okay so we have a collard green recipe at our at work you know and it has salt in it but you always add more salt because it's never enough and it's like at the at one point you're like well what's the point of even having a grammage of salt in there if it's going to be the incorrect amount of salt? Well, because you know fresh product is never the same. It doesn't come in the same all the time. No, I know, but it should just like then you just like fuck it. Then you just season it up, makes it taste good. True. Well, the thing about it now is what they're talking about is is uh, and we've talked about it on the show before is home delivery meal kits are yeah, like Blue Aprons and shit. Yeah, that is that's oh, what yeah, Blue Aprons at Costco. That's what the millennials or the younger people. That's how they're learning how to cook. We talked about this. We don't. Young people don't know how to turn on a fucking stove. They don't know how to fucking poach an egg. They are just so used to going out and eating. It's so readily, readily, readily accessible uh, to you to go out and get a meal that's already prepared for you. It's pretty damn cheap. Yeah, these kids don't know about eating at Seven <laughs> Eleven. No, man. <laughs> what you know about putting chili and cheese, uh, not uh, nacho cheese sauce, in uh, in your Doritos bag and crunching Ooh. it up? Shit's fire. <laughs> Cut up some hot dogs and throw it up in there. Man, uh, I'm about fire coming out the other end. I used to be about that life, you know. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that they also in Seattle, uh, some of the, the bigger cities, you don't have the space. You don't have the refrigeration size. You don't have uh, a grocery store close to you. So it's, you know, you're used to picking up stuff. But that's how kids are learning how to work now. And if you were to give that to a robot, Give them a meal kit. They're gonna put the stuff together and cook it just like a, a fucking millennial is gonna do it too. So I don't really see what the difference is. I just think that it's just one more way they're gonna get rid of human, the human element to fuck shit up. Yeah, and I'm like, what's the point of getting rid of the human element? What it, what is that gonna create? What is that gonna help? It's imagine it, all the knowledge that a robot can be stored on their hard drive about the history of cooking and different styles and techniques. You know, just imagine that. And then they're also being operated from a huge server room that is calculating that has thermal temperatures and and 
infrared beams and all this bullshit. And they're never gonna they, they never need to go take a break. They don't gotta go piss. They don't have to, you know, they don't need their breaks. So yeah, but it's feel, eventually gonna happen. I mean it is gonna happen for at a certain to a certain effect, but I feel like I mean even uh, what's that show um, on BBC Cook versus Science or whatever, yeah. you know, like where where technically it works. Technically it yeah. works. Yeah, but, but execution shit. wise, it doesn't work. All it takes is for them to work the kinks out. No, I know, but the thing is, it's like those kinks are human error. Those kinks are things that you have to think about on the fly. I mean, may, maybe they can figure out how to make it compute like that because it's a computer. But at the same time, those are you, it's not always the same. But it's just like a Coca-Cola packing facility. Yeah, but you have you to— You go in there. There's a human there that's watching over the robots. Mm -hmm. Okay? Sometimes I feel like I'm babysitting fucking children. When you're when you're in a kitchen, you feel like you got to watch everybody. You're going to have to watch the robots, too. If something's malfunctioning or breaking down, you got to get it out of there. You know, you got to fix it by any means necessary. You know, your service has to be continued. You know, and I mean, the, the, the thing is, and I think the, the part that everybody overlooks with the robot shit and saying that it'll never replace humans is that all this shit, all this AI stuff works on data sets. So the more sensors you can get into a kitchen, the more cameras and, you know, smell detectors and heat detectors and all this other shit that they can do to give input to that robot and to that computer, the better it's going to get. And so eventually stuff's it's just be able getting to, cheaper. Yeah. Eventually it's going to get to the point where the robot can see what's cooking in the pot and see where that fucking rare spot is and get to it. <sighs> no. Yeah. My, my question, my question is though, it's like, how does that help anybody? Like, so if you displace a group of people who you, who generally work it helps in the this, business owner. Yeah, no, that's it all it helps. No, exactly. It doesn't help the community. It doesn't help the community. No, and okay. they don't care. Well, that's what was my point about this whole Amazon thing leaving town. Gotcha, gotcha, that, gotcha. So that's how we'll wrap up this story is that some people are pissed off that Amazon's going to leave because it's taking a bunch of jobs with them. It's taking business away from us because there won't be here to people to fill the seats in the restaurants. But at the end of the day, they are the ones at the forefront of pushing artificial intelligence to replace human interaction. They're already mm -hmm. doing it in their facilities. So that's the whole roundabout circle part. And we'll end the show on this. Did you hear about the 56 people uh, getting a neurovirus uh from, from that Japanese restaurant? Four different places in Four Seattle. Different places. Yeah. Anthony's. And so there's Anthony's out in, which is a, a, a fancy. Port, kind of a Seattle chain of seafood restaurants. It's pretty good. I, their brunch is yeah, fire. Yeah, brunch is fire. Uh, but uh, it's in Des Moines. Uh, a bunch of people got sick there, and they have an excellent health uh, rating. The Lock Spot in Ballard. Which, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. So there were. Who the fuck goes to the Lock Spot to eat? There were four, I do. There were four, Why? It's delicious. I like it, too. Yeah. Smart food, man. Yeah, it, but it's, it's good. But it's, full, it, but it's good stuff. We always used to go over there for shots when we were over drinking at the Sloop because the Sloop <laughs> didn't have a hard eye. Hard yeah, they they their, fish and and is, and their fish and chips is I good. I like Lock Spot. It's, it's always going to be the same every time you go there. Um, and then an Italian restaurant out in Woodenville called Italian Nassimo. Mm, they, they probably deserve to Italianissimo. Uh, <laughs> uh, 11 people got sick there from Eleven. five, five what are separate they, parties. What are they eating? And then Okinawa Teriyaki in downtown. Ass, uh, Johnny. They're eating ass. Ass eating season. <laughs> uh, but uh, three separate parties got sick there. So even if you have a good, um, you know, health a health board review, doesn't really uh, mean you can, they don't know how, how it happened or anything like that. So it's the seafood. See that food. Go down. Are they selling oysters? Like, and that's why I'm wondering. I'm like, what's the common denominator? All right. 
people, that's going to be uh, the end of episode 105 of Grow How Long Steak, Mr. Johnny. Um, temping it. Oh, actually, the robot's temping it. I'm off. <laughs> See you guys. Get the fuck out of here. Get the man. fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you look burnt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, social medias. Johnny, um, what's our uh, Twitter? Uh, uh, we need to get the login. So login information so that uh, we can get our Twitter robot, our Twitter bot back on there. Yeah, J8. Um... At How Long Steak Mister. What about Instagram? Um, at Grill How Long Steak Mister. Good job on the Instagram lady, my man. Oh, thank you. It's been good stuff. Uh, Facebook is going to be Grill How Long Steak Mister. Grill How Long Steak Mister. I'm working on that one, too. That's I'm right. working on that That's one. That's right. Fire. Uh, if you want to come see me on PlayStation, look me up under Bobby Stills. Uh, <laughs> that new God of War, or not God of War, that new uh, Call of Duty's coming out. I know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't be fucking with that Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> see me on Instagram. It's going to be at Bobby Stills. Uh, if you want to talk to Johnny on social media, uh, you can see him at Johnny Toonami or just at June Baby. Oh, yeah, hit him up, dude. Flood, flood that June Baby. Flood that, flood that shit up. Hashtag Johnny Toonami, give him a raise. <laughs> uh, Keith, you want to give out your social medias, promote no. a show, something like that? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, any questions, comments? Uh, you want to talk shit? Uh, I'm good at talking shit, so I wish you would come at me. That's uh, all that comes out of his mouth. Email me at Grill How Long Steak, Mister. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to close the show out, Johnny? I want to close this shit out with a special shout out to all of our listeners out there in the world. No, actually, to a couple good restaurants. Uh, Sup Shop, Soup Shop. I went there this week. Thai Tom, um, El Corvo. Went to London Plain. Got some pastry. That that bread's what's up. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people out here doing a lot of good work. And, you know, you should definitely hit up those old school veterans that have been here for a while. Yo, man, I, I, I know we bitch a lot about the industry and talk all this shit, but I really does think I really do think it makes you a better human being for working with a team and being in the restaurant industry and really knowing what it's like to grind it out and serve other people. It humbles you and it also um, teamwork it teaches you a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know if it's a life for everybody, but I think it's definitely an experience that people should that make you a better human being. So that's why I say fuck these robots. We out. Grill. How long steak, Mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.